0: Welcome to Season 4 of the Ultimate Birth Partner Podcast. I am sally Ann Beresford, a birthkeeper, author and antenatal educator. My mission is to ensure that pregnant women and anyone who supports them feels well prepared for birth on a deep level. This podcast's aim is to offer knowledge and wisdom on topics that will help you discover not only how to step into your power and achieve your dream birth, but know why it is so important to you. Welcome to this week's episode of the Ultimate Birth Partner Podcast. Today, I have Tara Menzies with me, and she's going to be talking about her very popular app, Christian Hypnobirthing. This app is beautiful, and as a doula, I have had the privilege of listening to Tara's voice many, many times. And I'm absolutely thrilled to be able to sit with her and talk about how this app came about. Whilst I'm not religious, I understand the benefits and how supportive a woman's belief in God or spirit is for them during the birthing process. So learning more about this wonderful resource and how to have a faith-filled birthing experience was something I was really keen to do. So let's welcome Tara and learn more about Christian hypnobirthing. Tara, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to meet you. It's taken us a little while to get this in action, but we're here. And it's just brilliant because I've actually had the, the privilege of listening to your recordings when I've been at births with clients. And yeah, to actually see you and meet you is just such a privilege. So would you like to just take a moment and tell everybody a little bit about you and introduce yourself?
1: Oh, thank you so much, Sally Ann. It's so lovely to be on the podcast. Thank you for for inviting me. It's such a, yeah, it's a joy to to meet you. I am the creator of the Christian Hypnobirthing app and um, the Faithfield Childbirth course. I created the app about, uh, it's coming up on six years ago and it was released in April 2018. So it's been one of those things that was kind of a slow burner. It was like very much didn't do a lot for the first few years just a few people getting it and then it's just been through word of mouth because we didn't have the budget for marketing or anything like that and it was just more of a passion project than anything else and it's been very special that it's grown and you know and it's uh, been able to become sort of my full-time work and and life and business and it's just a huge privilege and honour to serve so many beautiful women in such a special, sacred time of their lives. So yeah, I think that's that's kind of it in a nutshell.
0: <laughs> well, I believe you've really bridged a gap between the birthing world and the faith-filled world because obviously, you know, we, we didn't have anything else. I mean, I'm going to ask you obviously about how you began this journey, but please share with us what you found when you were looking, because I think this is, you know, this is so important and there will be a lot of people listening to this podcast that didn't know who you were and will discover you through this because it is, as you say, becoming really popular, but there are still a lot of people that would have loved this resource, but just didn't know about it. So do you want to start from the beginning and talk us through your journey to get here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I had a huge amount of anxiety in my pregnancy with my first son, uh Charlie. We had been trying to have a baby for a couple of years, my husband and I, and we'd had a few losses, well, three losses, which was really a shock. I think it was that thing of like I really didn't foresee that and it was pretty it was a very heartbreaking time for us. It was very rough. And then a time where i really had to lean into my faith and i'm grateful that i lent into it instead of cuz obviously i can see where people would also feel to push away from it but for me it was like i i really had to lean into that for the strength to keep going cuz yeah it it it's hard to keep going you know so i think we then when i was pregnant with charlie i was so anxious you know like i constantly was like worrying that i was going to lose him And my sister-in-law said, oh, have you heard of hypnobirthing? And I was a bit like, hypnobirthing, like that sounds weird. (laughs) That sounds like kind of, you know, like what do you get, hypnotized? Or like, I don't know if it's sort of, and as a Christian, I was like, I don't know if that sits well with my beliefs just because I don't want like any kind of mind control or anything. And then I looked into it and was relieved to find out that it was, you know, just relaxation and antenatal training, you know, like uh, it was really based in logic, you know, and how the birth works and the physiology of birth. So I started practicing the relaxation exercises, but just some of the words here and there just didn't really resonate with me, you know, like um, obviously it's, it's, if it works for people, then that's great. But for me personally, it was just words like the universe. And I was having to sort of change it to God and, and make it more personal to what fit with my beliefs. And I was like, Oh, it'd be so great if there was like Christian hypnobirthing. So I Googled Christian hypnobirthing and there wasn't anything which I was really disappointed about. And I was like, Oh, someone should make that, you know? And so I, I kept on practicing with with a few different types. I read some books, but then I ended up reading this Christian book that was actually quite like against natural birthing methods. And I felt, and it was sort of saying that I should just have faith or that, you know, and so I ended up being, I stopped doing hypnobirthing. It was like, okay, I'm just going to have faith, you know, going into this birth. and And it was basically saying that if I had enough faith, you know, I'd have a pain-free birth, <laughs> which, um, you know, look, I, I no disrespect to that book. Like loads of people love that book. It's a great book for lots of people. But when I got to the birth center, when I sort of started having contractions, then I got to the birth center and the birth center was full and they said I was going to have to go into the labor ward. And I started The fear, you know, like the fears that are coming, I was trying to stay in a faith-filled state, but the midwife was like really dismissive of lots of my things. Like we'd brought an aromatherapy dispenser and, and she was like, oh, I've never seen one of those and kept making these remarks about how I'd need to have drugs because it would be too painful. And then it was becoming more and more painful because I was getting more and more stressed and more and more tense. And feeling like oh my gosh like and she kept being like it's going to be a long long labor so you know you're going to have to just it was just so like it was really like a mental (laughs) battle and then she ended up just basically you know doing the whole you've got to go on an IV we need to do constant monitoring and I just really didn't realize I I also just even things like I didn't realize that you could say no to vaginal examinations or to uh, constant monitoring or all these things. So I'm there like strapped to like with an IV in my arm and and strapped to this constant monitor. And I like can't move. And my whole plan had been to like move around with my, you know, moving with my body and feeling where I needed to be. And then I'm like, can't actually physically move because I'm strapped to all this stuff. And it was just, so much more painful than I was ever imagining with my like preparation of being like just having faith. (laughs) And, um, it was, it was a very spiritual experience for me. Like I came to a point where I I just felt I couldn't go on. Like I, then I, I had had my waters broken. It was so painful. Like when she broke my waters and stuff, you know, because it's obviously that whole time schedule of like, we need you to be dilating faster. So like, let's get your waters broken. Let's do this. And it was awful, like really, really painful. And my husband, thankfully, was an incredible support. He was doing like light touch massage for hours on end. But in the midst of all that, when I really felt like, I felt like, Obviously, I wasn't having enough faith or that God had abandoned me, or you know all these different things, and then, in the midst of all that i I can't really explain it like I had this moment where it's almost like everything disappeared, like almost like space and time disappeared, and it was just like me and God, and this realization that actually God had been with me the whole time, and these things that had all happened to make it the experience that it was that wasn't Part of his design or plan, like that, that was just, that was a whole other thing, you know. And that, and I suddenly realized that I could do it. And as soon as that, like, as soon as I had that experience and I started like praying really powerfully, and I was like, I can do this, like, I know that it was just such a transformative moment, you know. And I think a lot of people experience that, particularly in like unmedicated births, it it does really push you you know, to like a different realm <laughs> almost. And yeah. And so I I ended up just having that massive urge to push that is literally like, you know, so like pushing through your whole body. And the midwife was telling me not to because she was like, you're nowhere near ready. She was just a beacon of positivity. <laughs> and um <laughs> and then i felt i put my hand down and i could feel his head which was obviously just like the most overwhelming joy because it's just like oh my gosh like he's always like almost here and I, and i just got down on my knees and she went running out of the room because i guess she was like oh my gosh like it's actually happening and I had to get people or do things and i birthed him on my knees on the ground leaning up against the bed and it was a it was a you know such an amazing experience and thankfully like my husband noticed the midwife just going to sort of inject me with Pitocin without me knowing. And he was like, well, like she doesn't want that. Like obviously if there'd been a reason for it, like extra blood loss or whatever, then I would have happily consented. But at that point there was no need for it. And I just gave birth to the placenta 15 minutes later. We had beautiful skin to skin. So overall it was like I would say – I was really grateful I did manage to give birth unmedicated but looking back at the experience I felt like it was far more traumatic than it could have been and I kept sort of thinking about it you know as the days went on it was like I just really felt left with this feeling of like I just don't feel like that is how we're designed to give birth I don't feel that that's and I, and I remember thinking like I could have really done with some breathing techniques and some visualization techniques and things to keep me in that calm state, even like and it's not about not giving birth in the hospital, it's not about not having drugs. We have people use the app who are having c sections like it's not about it's not about actually the mechanics of the birth itself it's about how you feel during it, yeah. and I just was like, I wanted to have the feeling of that love and connection and peace and it's not what I had and I felt that I if if I'd had some kind of scripture-based hypnobirthing it would have made such a massive difference yeah. and I really wanted to create an app like it just kept coming into my mind and I was like ah, oh, like someone should do this and I was like maybe I could do this and then I looked at um creating an app and saw that it cost like I googled it and it, it said it costs like on average about $40,000 and I was like well <laughs> that's not happening because my husband and I didn't have any savings at all we'd like put the last of our savings into a deposit for this little two bedroom flat not far well actually I, I don't know where you are but it's like in West Berkshire so we we just didn't have any savings whatsoever and it was out of the question. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to let it go and forget about it. And then I was sitting in bed, breastfeeding Charlie. And I was actually listening to Matthew and the part that says with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible came on. And even though I'd read it before, I'd never really paid, I guess, much attention to it. Like I'd never really heard it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. So i Flicked it back, and I listened to it again, and it just blew my mind, like I was like, "Wow, like that's such a radical thing to say, you know?" And I just kept thinking, like, if this is something that God wants me to make, then it must be possible." And I prayed about it and kept going, and I ended up finding this free software. And I contacted them and was like, hi, like, I don't have any app building experience, but I'd love to use your software. Do I need it like any anything in particular? And do I need to be skilled in app building or whatever? And they're like, no, it's really simple. You just need your own virtual private server, minimum SSD two. And I was like, I don't know what any of that means. So <laughs> it was a very slow, long process and took me some months to like, put it together do all of the recordings like it was a huge amount of work and then even just getting it through all the stages of submission for the app store and then rejecting the first one having to make changes like it was a full on thing and then you know when i finally released it it was it was then very slow like it was like only a few downloads a week and and that kind of thing but the great thing was cuz i was so excited and because it was like really a passion project you know I was just so thrilled that anyone was using it. Like I wasn't fussed that it was, you know, like it wasn't, yeah, it was just like it was just so beautiful. And then we started getting beautiful messages from people saying, I use the app and it was amazing and like, and it was just mind-blowing. Like it was so beautiful to see these like videos coming in of people having these really relaxed births. And then um, I got pregnant with our son Samuel. And I thought, this is a great opportunity for me to use it
0: myself and test it out, you know, see how this goes. Do you have a copy of my books yet? These award-winning, best-selling books are changing lives for tens of thousands of couples across the world as they are bridging the gap between what you learn on a standard antenatal education program and what actually happens in the birth room. Labour of Love, The Ultimate Guide to Being a Birth Partner is fondly described as the Bible for partners. This book is intended to be read by the pregnant woman and her partner so that they both recognise how fundamental their role is to her success when planning, preparing and giving birth to her baby. It offers a level of education that is not typically taught and shares hundreds of tips learned on my journey as a professional birth partner For over 20 years. In my book, The Art of Giving Birth, I am focusing specifically on physiological birth. So many of you are desperate to achieve an unmedicalized birth, but don't know how. Throughout the chapters, I share my five key principles, which will advance the knowledge you already have. And support you and your partner to really understand what it takes to give birth physiologically. The first chapter of this book is available as a free download. You can find the link in the show notes or in my link tree on Instagram. I have also created a journal to accompany this book, specifically to help support the process of identifying who you are as a person and what areas you might need to work on in order to overcome some of the common obstacles faced within the maternity system. The work that comes from not only reading the art of giving birth but carrying out the suggestions within will guide you from knowing what you want to achieve to actually having the confidence to do it. Lastly I have designed a journal with a variety of different cover options to suit all that are aimed at planning and preparing for birth in general, which make great gifts for anyone who loves to make lists, document their pregnancy journey and explore their feelings. All of my books and journals are available to order now from Amazon across the world or any online bookstore by typing my name Sally Ann Beresford into the search engine at the top or you can get copies direct from me Ann at birthability.co.uk or dm me on instagram at the ultimate birth partner if you already have a copy I would be so grateful if you could leave a rating and review to help others find my books and journals this is so important so that others can benefit from from the knowledge and wisdom shared within the pages. Now back to this episode.
1: The funny thing was we changed birth centres because we wanted to be able to actually get into the birth centre and so we went to a different birth centre and when we got there, this time it was full again. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and, um, which was, but this time, because I'd been practising with the app every night, I'd been listening to it, Yeah. Every night for like 10 weeks leading up to birth. I just, it was so ingrained in me, you know, all of the words and just the trust that, and, and as soon as they said it was full, I literally laughed it off with my husband and I were like laughing. I was like, of course it is. And then we went (laughs) to the labor ward. I'm laughing. My husband's laughing. The midwives were examining me. Like they, they had a, a sort of a student midwife examining me. I was like, and they were like, I'm not sure. Do you think she's two centimeters? The other one was like, I'm not sure. I'll test it. I'm like, Hey, everybody get in here. Like, and then I was just breathing through contractions and then they were going to send me home because they didn't think I was in active labor. And thankfully they let us stay in a waiting room. I just turned the lights off and my husband was having a nap. It's really tough, you know, sometimes for them. <laughs> Um, and so he's having an app and then I was just listening to the app and praying and chilling out relaxing and then I felt to get up on my hands and knees so I got on my hands and knees and I kept doing these sort of like cat cow type movements like it was just I just felt like to sway through the surges and then it did start getting like quite intense i had that you know feeling like i needed to have a massive bowel movement which everyone knows is not a bowel movement it is a baby <laughs> and so i like went to the toilet my husband called the midwife she comes in with a with a wheelchair to like to take me to the labor room and um i was already giving birth and amazingly he was born on call as well which like obviously is quite rare i had no idea my husband was actually terrified cuz he he didn't know i mean the the midwives i think were a bit shocked too cause they they hadn't seen it before either except for maybe one of them who'd been wanting for like 40 years and she'd seen i think one on call birth but yeah so it was it was it was just such a radically different experience like they recorded it as 16 minutes of active labor and 8 minutes of pushing and i think the the beautiful thing about it as well was that it was it was still in the hospital. In some ways, I liked that. Even though I didn't want to be in a hospital, it was quite nice because it showed me that even though I was in that environment, although it wasn't the same, because I did I was undisturbed because they I was able to have the lights off. They didn't think I was in active labor, so they weren't checking me all the time. So technically I can't really class it as like a, a normal hospital birth because we were left alone. But otherwise, like we were in that environment, you know, and because of the having the tracks going, it just really helped to to keep that sense of calm and peace for me. And that feeling of like being connected to God throughout that experience. And it was just a completely radically different experience. And for me, it was like, wow, like this really does work. And then after that, as time went on, I developed the Faithful Childbirth course because Obviously, childbirth education is just so important. Like the 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 app is how you practice the relaxation, and that is the great thing is about it. If people have done other courses like you know Hypno Babies or have done you know Gentle Birth or any other courses, and they already have their childbirth education, then they don't need to do the course as well because it's it's really just it is childbirth education. But then they can use the app if they want that faith based hypno tracks. But then, for people who are like first time moms or they don't have the experience uh, or they had a traumatic previous birth and they didn't understand why or that, that kind of thing, they're the people who do the course as well because they learn all about, you know, our miraculous design for birth and how the uterus works in labor and then all those choices around your care provider and where you give birth and how that affects the body and labor and all those sorts of things. So, it's been a long process and, uh, A beautiful process. And yeah, now we've we've helped almost over a hundred thousand women in their births, which is really, I mean, amazing to me. Like I'm shocked. (laughs) I'm shocked at how it's grown. And I feel very, very blessed and and grateful. And it's a huge privilege.
0: Absolutely. You must feel very proud because it is a, a huge thing to be able to bring this to the world and to really support those women who are looking for something. Just like this as, as you were, as you perfectly described. And to me, when you were talking about your first birth, the words that came to my mind was that you needed something to ground you and to sort of speak to you in your in your language. And so for me, that's what's so perfect about this. And the clients that I've worked with who've benefited from the app have all said the same that there's something missing from other things that just don't bring that grounding to them. And I loved the other parts of your stories. I particularly loved your birth experiences. And to me, you dodged a bit of a bullet on a couple of occasions there with regards to the fact that you were left alone. Nobody believed that you were as far in labour as you were, etc. All of those things were incredibly good for you to have experience physiological birth. And you had the fetal ejection reflex twice where your baby was just coming out of your body. And so few women get that opportunity to experience true physiological childbirth where their baby is literally being born all by itself. And so what a gift. And, you know, I'm so glad that god was there for you in that moment and you were able to experience those those beautiful births so yeah congratulations to you for that i have so many Thank questions you. about the course and about you know other things other elements of hypnobirthing but firstly i'd love to say that the course that you run what's so brilliant is that for me the just not all courses are equal. Like People feel like they're buying education, whatever that education looks like, and actually they don't learn what they need to learn. And so doing a secondary course actually can be really important. And I'm a firm believer in that as an antenatal educator, purely because I know that a lot of courses are just not teaching couples in the correct way. And you know you also need to hear things several times to allow yeah. it to really absorb within you so having the ability to attend your course is it all uh, digital it's all pre-recorded
1: yeah it is all pre-recorded i have the videos that i've done but then underneath it, i have you know text and i have links to studies and and then i share lots of book resources and then i also have other clips of things like I just added one the other day of Michelle O'Donnell and you know like so there's lots of different resources within the course that are sort of illustrating all these different aspects and we I just literally just got a message from a mum saying that she's a third time mum and she's just done the course and she's so grateful because she feels that there were lots of things she hadn't understood even though you know she's already had two previous babies and it's I think, for me, even just understanding how the uterus works, like I really didn't understand like I just sort of thought it was like just opening or like that you know like the whole like the whole thing of dilation and everything. I didn't realize that it was actually the uterus pulling yeah. up yeah. and that the cervix is pulling up as opposed to just opening you know like and and those are things that unless you have a course that really explains that to you or that you really understand, like it can be quite confusing because you're just sort of, thinking like, oh, it's just got to open, you know, but it's actually, no, it's drawing up to the top to form a nice thick fundus that then pushes the baby down. And just simple things like that, like really, when you get it, you're like, wow, like that is amazing, (laughs) you know, and it just really helps you to even understand that fact, you've got the the inner layer of the ring muscles, and then you've got the, the vertical ones that Push, it, push them up in that wave-like motion and then just knowing that when you start feeling contractions and you're like, whoa, what is this? Then when you know what it's actually doing, it can again help you to just relax through them so your muscles can work as effectively as possible and not have any like resistance or tension that's, that's holding them back. So, yeah, I mean I, I'm, I really, I think childbirth education is so essential And that's what I really missed in my first birth is just that I did not have that understanding of how the body worked, which is funny because I did read, like I I read hypnobirthing books, but you know, sometimes you also don't really take stuff in as well. So I think that's what I love about courses instead of just books, because sometimes when you're reading it's you just don't quite like, I think also seeing things visually makes a
0: massive difference as well. But I Um, think that education has come a really long way. And let's talk about hypnobirthing because I'm going to get you to describe what it is in a minute. But for me, hypnobirthing is not what it used to be. So when I first met clients that had told me that they were going to be hypnobirthing, I would be like, oh, no, these are always the births that go the worst. Because actually, Mm. whilst hypnobirthing teachers, the original ones that came along, came from really great place and they they brought hypnobirthing with their full heart and they wanted to support women to use this tool that they knew was so successful i don't believe they taught it in a successful way
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's changed in the last 10 years it's changed so much and it's become a modern version of hypnobirthing you know in the old days for example you were meant to have a pain free birth you weren't meant to mm. use the word contraction because that was wrong it was surges or sensations and yes those words are still used today but we also now recognize that eliminating the word contraction actually isn't helpful it makes people quite scared of of the process there's a lot of yeah. things that have developed within the hypnobirthing world and so that's why I think teaching has changed overall and people are a lot more that they talk about things more realistically which I think is very beneficial and Mm -hmm. they don't hide information anymore they talk about it you know this is what happens and sometimes you do feel really powerful sensations and this is why and isn't that amazing Mm -hmm. when you get it then you can go into that birth experience and embrace the sensations knowing why they're happening and it changes everything
1: yeah absolutely and i also think there's always a time and a place for medication and for surgery you know like i just think to we can be incredibly grateful that we have the option of surgery where it's necessary you know so like i yeah i'm not on the I th- think i definitely try and combine like a level of realism where it's like sometimes you know and i talked about this in the in the course i have this and and one of the affirmations in the app is the affirmation that i accept the the path that god has for this birth and it's like sometimes you know i had one app user who she was giving birth at home she was had a 30 hour labor at home and the midwives just were like look you know you're not progressing and I just think we got to go in and the great thing was she had she'd already discussed options for a gentle cesarean previously so she had things set up where she wasn't just like I'm having a home birth like this is where I'm always like please do know all the options you know like don't just because sometimes people get really superstitious where they're like oh if I if I think about you know if I say to anyone about that I might have a, or if I find out my options of what's, what happens if this happens, then it will happen. It's like, well, no, actually, if anything, I've seen the opposite where people, yeah. if someone has like a lingering fear about something, I think it's so much better to speak out particularly to a doula or an independent midwife and then they can actually talk to you about the facts and the reality of it and how likely it is and the data around it. And often when you do speak that fear out, it loses all its power. I just, yeah, I'm, I really am like, please try not to have superstitious thinking around your birth, Like, because it's just, it's not actually helpful. And if anything, it's, it's the opposite of helpful, but with regard to this woman, she, so she has a 30 hours of labor, the midwives say, let's go in. And when she got in, what they found was she had the gentle C-section and they found that the umbilical cord was wrapped around the baby's body and then around the thigh and it was trapped in that way where, like, it just couldn't move down. There was no way that baby could have been born naturally or or uh, vaginally, I should say. And so it's that thing of, of like, being like, I am so grateful that we have C-sections. You know, that's a case where it's like, yay, like, it it's it's not something to feel. I mean, if you have to have a C-section, then then that's something to embrace and then find the new empowering meaning in that, which is like, wow, you know, my body grew a baby and look what I just went through to bring that baby into this world. You know, C-sections are a major surgery, you know, like they're not like minimal. So we have to Honor whatever way you bring your baby into the world. So, yeah, I think there's definitely, I do think hypnobirthing has changed a lot. I had someone message me the other day who had done one of the old school hypnobirthing courses. And obviously, I won't say their name specifically, but she was very much like, You sometimes to use the word contraction in your app, and you shouldn't be using that. You should only use the word surge. And I said, I use them interchangeably because actually the reality is most medical professionals say the word contraction. So if you're anti the word contraction and you have all this like tension and weirdness about it, then you go into birth and suddenly everyone's saying contraction, you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. You know, so for me I just think it's far better to like yes I say the word surge and wave because that to me is a more accurate description of the sensations that you feel but sometimes I say contraction because that's also you know that's what the the muscles are contracting so it's like it's it's not yeah I I definitely am on on the same page as you and that I don't think it's worth putting certain words like off limits obviously I do try not to say things like birth is painful for instance because I don't think that that is true overall I do think birth can be incredibly painful but it can also be comfortable and it can be completely manageable and it can be intense and strong and powerful but doesn't have to necessarily be perceived as pain I would say Sammy's birth was virtually no pain the, towards the end during transition was full on, like very intense. And I would say there was probably some pain, especially like just those few seconds during crowning, but mostly completely manageable. So yeah, I'm, but I don't like when people are obsessed with pain-free either, because I just don't think, I don't think that should be the goal, you know, because it's not like there's much more to birth than just like wanting to have a pain-free birth. It's like, you you want to have a positive birth. That is my thing is like a positive faith-filled birth. That is what my personal goal is in what we're, we're trying to do anyway.
0: Absolutely. I'd love to hear more about hypnobirthing in general. So can you describe what hypnobirthing is to anyone listening? Uh, well,
1: I would say when I, I trained, um, I got my diploma with Catherine Graves, who's fantastic. She is such a, you know, character and just, she's part of that sort of old school, um, I guess, generation of, of the original hypnobirthers. So learning from her was really fun and, and great. And she described it as basically being words, that it's the words we use around birth. And when we change those words from Negative to positive, it deeply impacts us when we're listening to them regularly. But personally, I would say that what hypnobirthing really is, is a combination of relaxation exercises that you practice in the lead up to birth and throughout birth, as well as antenatal training. So it's the combination of those breathing exercises and visualization exercises with being fully informed around choices around birth and how the body works in the birthing process. That's really what hypnobirthing is. I don't, I mean, the actual word hypnobirthing it's comes from like hypnotherapy, but the word hypno itself, I think the Greek originally is like sleep state or something. So basically it's a it's a deeply relaxed state. When you're relaxed throughout birth your body produces the optimal hormones for birth, which is, you know, we see it all the time in nature. I grew up on a farm, you know, and I used to help my dad with the the cows giving birth, you know, which was pretty traumatizing, but um, <laughs> only because most of the time it's absolutely fine. They'll just be out in the paddock and like, you know, they give birth no problems. So you didn't want to be called in tact to help, you know, because that, that meant there was an issue. But more more than 95% of those cows are out there no issues you know and this is the funny thing is that so many animals birth with no issues but yet we have this what now like almost a 40% induction rate and you know most hospitals have over 30 30% some as high as like 70 80 even 90% c-section rate what we just we're just broken like it's Yeah. Which obviously we're not like, it's, it's, I think because animals don't have the whole culture of fear around birth, you know, hopefully they're not like able to tell each other like, oh, you just wait, (laughs) you'll be screaming for the epidural, you know? So like, because they don't have that culture, there isn't all that fear and they just do what they instinctually feel to do, which is go off, find a nice quiet spot for themselves and lie down. And then the next thing, you know. A cat's got a litter of six babies effortlessly in the box that she found, you know? So like, yeah, it's really, I would say if anything, it's the opposite to mind control or programming. It's actually unprogramming your mind from the years and years and years of conditioning you've had towards birth being a terrifying, awful, painful experience, because that's what most people rehearse in their minds over and over again when they think about it because that's what they've seen on TV and film their whole life. So one of our biggest things that we we train people to do with the particular visualizations is not rehearsing the birth you actually want, because you've spent plenty of time rehearsing the birth you don't want.
0: I'm also a hypnobirthing teacher, and I also taught pregnancy yoga for about 14 years. I've recently stopped, but you know it's so important to be able to recognize that hypnobirthing, weirdly, is a tool that gives you control by removing Mm -hmm. control. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think that's what's so important for people to understand is that you have the power to step into this deeply relaxed state. And when you learn the skill you can bring yourself into that at any point. And I talked about this a lot in my pregnancy yoga classes because they were every single week. And I would see the same women over and over and over again for a period of many weeks and often months. And when you go into a hospital environment, particularly hospital, you will hear a lot of sounds. There will be people In other rooms giving birth, there will be other people knocking on the door asking for keys. There will be other things going on in the space around you. And what I found was that often women would talk about how that was very irritating to them and how they were annoyed and distracted by the sounds. And what hypnobirthing does is it allows you to practice this skill, like you've described for your second pregnancy every night for a really long period of time to the point where you don't have to be affected by sounds around you you can truly just get mm. into this wonderful deeply relaxed state and things can just wash over you and you're just not bothered or rea- you know you just don't react to other things in the environment that you're in and it is it's a fabulous tool that you can then use for the rest of your life It doesn't Mm. stop at birth. And you're going to find it so useful in those early weeks, months, and early years of parenting, particularly. Like when your baby is crying at three in the morning, and there's nothing you can do to stop them because they're just having a, a conversation with you about something or other that we'll never know, but their only means of communication is to cry. When you tap into this technique, your fingers relax. You hold your baby softly. You don't feel stressed by the situation. You just think, this is okay. We can get through this. Just breathe. And you can actually then stop the crying much quicker than if you were feeling really tense, feeling really stressed, not coping with the crying at three in the morning that you couldn't prevent if you tried. Because that's sometimes just what newborn babies do. And it it really is a tool for life. And, And I truly believe that having that technique really deeply embedded into you that you can access at a moment's notice is just, it's wonderful. It really is wonderful. Absolutely. I always
1: say, I think that practicing relaxation is just as important, if not more so postpartum, because I think so many people go, oh, well, I've given birth now. I'm done with that. But actually, you know, motherhood in general, like being a wife, like there's so many things where, you know, it's easy to have stress or tension come up and and actually to have the skills to be able to bring yourself back into your parasympathetic nervous system, calm calm down like your nervous system and just it's a huge skill. It's been massively helpful for me. And I think actually... um, it really led me on to addressing some different things in my own life where I felt I think because actually having children can be very triggering of as they get older particularly of things that happen in your own childhood and just having the skills to be able to recognize that and address those things and even if that's getting some therapy or talking to someone as well I think hypnobirthing is is a great tool in those ways as well as it it helps you to start being, I think, more self-aware of how you're actually feeling and taking care of yourself, you know, like, and making that time for yourself. Mm-hmm. We we have a postpartum track on the app, but I'm actually developing a a breastfeeding track as well at the moment that I'm going to add to it shortly. And it's the, the oxytocin, you know, in relation to breastfeeding, is like, res- it's responsible for your letdown reflex. So, if you're there feeling super stressed about not being able to feed and you're just, you know, like, and you're like, oh, I'm, so, and you're saying things to yourself, which are like, I'm so bad at this. I don't even know why I, could, why I thought I'd do this. You know, like just, if you get in those things where you're telling yourself all that negativity, you're not going to be having the oxytocin flowing and that's going to impact whether you can breastfeed in turn, making you more stressed. It's kind of similar to in birth, the you know the fear, tension, pain cycle. It's like you get into this same cycle, which can really then impact your breastfeeding as well. So, yes, it goes far beyond beyond just birth. That's for sure.
0: Absolutely, I can only imagine that's just going to be an amazing resource because having the ability to sit down and calmly relax during the breastfeeding process is yeah. I can see that would be perfect. I must ask you about the scripts, actually, because like you, I've written my own and recorded my own. And it's hard, isn't it, to know how to get the balance right. And because you also incorporated the faith aspect, what was that like for you, knowing just how much to put in there that talks about God? It's really,
1: I don't know, it was quite simple in that I really just made what I wanted, like it was, it was literally just like what I wished I'd had in birth. And I I think it's so interesting because I really think that's often where the best, you know, ideas or businesses or things like when I hear entrepreneurs talking about stuff or when I, if, if someone tells me their idea for something, I think best ones are always where it's something that you really wanted and you you couldn't find it or you see something that you're like oh that would be great you know and I just feel like because then it comes from this place of of authenticity instead of like trying to pick like what would work you know or being like "Mm, what business is going to be successful I, I think it's so much better to to come from that place of what you really want and then also it'll help give you the passion to go through the many, many years of work and, you know, not necessarily getting paid at all for those years, you know, so it's like it it comes from that place of passion that pushes you through. So when I was writing the scripts, I did get, I would get anxious sometimes about, you know, wanting them to be right, you know, like wanting to make sure like, and I really, I did put a lot of time and effort into doing that. And I actually recorded the whole app. And then I remember I was listening through to it and I was like, I got to record the whole thing again. And I I did, I recorded the whole thing again because it just didn't, it just didn't feel right. It was like not quite, yeah, it wasn't like relaxing enough for me. (laughs) So yeah, it was a lot of time and effort and finding that balance you know, I didn't really expect necessarily that it would become particularly successful because I thought it was just so niche, you know, like I didn't even know, like and especially being a Christian in Australia and also in the UK, there, there aren't a huge amount of Christians, you know, like obviously there are, but but compared to somewhere like America, there's a much smaller number of Christians. So I always kind of feel more like the minority and didn't really know if it would really, yeah, have have much of a, a market. But and I remember someone saying to me, like, oh, it'd be much more successful if it wasn't Christian. And I was like, but that's the whole point of it. <laughs> like, you know, like as in, I was like, but why would I just make yet another hypnobirthing app? You know, because there are already plenty of hypnobirthing apps. Like I, w- I, I want to make something because that's what I wanted, you know, like so. Yeah, so I tried to to blend my favorite scriptures or the the beautiful scriptures that really resonated with me, one specifically that are really beautiful for birth and motherhood, and then also my own prayers that came from my birth experience with Charlie, the things that I felt I really wanted to speak over people to protect them and to help encourage them and give them strength in those moments. So, yeah, it really just it came from a very personal place, I would say.
0: Well, you've done a beautiful job. And even though I'm not Christian, I really enjoy listening to them when I'm at birth. And I know that. Thank uh, you. <laughs> well, I also know that a lot of people who aren't Christian use them because they do also have a God and it speaks to them as well. So it's not just for Christians.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, we had a really lovely Sikh woman who contacted me from India recently as uh, she's a doctor in India and she's been loving using the app and a Muslim woman who said she loved our resources. And, you know, like I'm always like, wow, that's really beautiful because for me, I sort of, because there is, there are so many references to uh, Jesus and, and the Holy Spirit. I, do, I wouldn't have known necessarily when they'd find it too much, but the fact that they are enjoying it regardless, I, I just think that's really beautiful, you know. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Like it's
0: obviously everyone is welcome to use it. Oh, thank you. I would love to hear if you've got a top tip for anyone listening. It could be anything to do with birth or parenting. So just a top tip that you can think of to share before we end this session.
1: Oh, top tip, top tip. I got to say something a bit cheeky, which was like, I think it's just because just because of the number of people that I've spoken to recently that have been pushed into inductions for, for all kinds of reasons. And it's just, it's just a lot recently. Like I swear, I've, I've talked to so many people, not just like as in app users, but, but people out in the, you know, like my son's, uh Friends, mums, and people you meet at the school, and that kind of thing. And the number of people that say, like, oh, I had an induction and it was 48 hours of labor and then emergency C section. Like, it's just, it just, I feel like it's all the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> this isn't necessarily what I would have planned to say as my top tip, but I would just say, like, really, really weigh up the benefits and the risks of interventions when you're offered them. And Talk to different, like, do not be afraid of getting a second, third, fourth opinion. And obviously, if it feels right for you, then awesome, go for it. Like some people have great induction experiences. You know, I know some of our app users have used the app and stayed super relaxed throughout their inductions and managed to not have the epidural because they've been so relaxed and have, they've had a positive experience. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but more just to know that it's does impact labor you know like it's not it's not nothing it's not the same as natural labor it's not natural oxytocin it impacts the body differently so if you're being offered induction just to to really think about it and look at all of the different options and yeah i mean i would i would even like if i was sort of too so early and it was for medical reasons i would personally even consider uh, like if a, the prostaglandin gel didn't work or the foley balloon or anything didn't work, I would consider having a, a gentle cesarean just because if your body's really not ready at all to try and push it into labor, like when it's just so not ready, I I just feel like often it doesn't go really super well. Yeah. I don't feel like that's a positive note to end on, (laughs) but do you know what? It's just been so on my mind. That's why, because it's been like those few days that I've been talking to people and you know, when something's just weighing heavily on your heart.
0: Well, I actually think it is the perfect way because this season is all about having a sovereign birth experience and taking ownership of your birth. And what you've just said there is about taking ownership of your experience. And if it doesn't sit right with you, ask questions, get into a a decision-making state, not, not just allow things to be done to you without understanding if there is a reason for that and if you're prepared to accept that. And if you do go down that path and it isn't going well, maybe having a gentle C-section again is about keeping ownership rather than carrying on with the journey that isn't working. So I think that was a wonderful top tip. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'd really love to end with you telling everybody where they can find you, what your website, your app, anything that you want to share with us
1: oh thank you so much well uh the app is you just search on apps or google play for christian hypnobirthing we also have a website which is christianhypnobirthing.com we have our instagram handle is christianhypnobirthing we have loads of beautiful birth videos from app users and uh we have you know, birth stories and all kinds of things on there. I really recommend that if you're looking for some birth inspiration. We have a, a private community group as well, which you can find if you go to our Instagram, it's like on the link in bio. Also, I think it's probably on the Facebook group as well. Basically, if you go to the website, All of those things are there too and the Faithfield Childbirth course and we have affirmation cards and and all kinds of things. But the community group, which is private, is a really beautiful space. I really encourage you to join that because it's just a really lovely space where people ask each other questions, pray for each other, share positive birth stories. So if you're looking for somewhere to connect with other mums, in a group that's more private than kind of like our open, you know, Facebook and, and Instagram pages, then the Christian Hypnobirthing community group is is a beautiful spot to do that. So please come and join us there. And um, I'd love to, from you anytime. You can email us on info at christianhypnobirthing.com.
0: Thank you, Tara.
1: Thank you so much, sally Ann.
0: So beautiful to talk to you. You too. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ultimate Birth Partner Podcast and listening to this episode. I love having deep and thoughtful discussions about all things labour and birth. If you enjoyed it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. If you want to receive a notification of the next episode, then don't forget to hit subscribe. If you would like to purchase either of the books that accompany this podcast, then head over to your online bookseller and search for Labour of Love, The Ultimate Guide to Being a Birth Partner, or The Art of Giving Birth, Five Key Physiological Principles. Follow me on Instagram at the Ultimate birth Partner, and if you go to the link in my bio, you will find my Linktree page, which has all the links you need, to access many of my services, including booking a course for you and your partner to learn how to succeed in achieving your dream birth.